3: My little- And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. What sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. This is in fact the day that our Lord has made. It is only right for you and I to rejoice and be glad. good to us one more time.
1: Once again, in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King, we thank God for another day, another opportunity to worship the true and living God in spirit and in truth. This is the day that our Lord has made. We have a responsibility children of God, to rejoice and to be glad in it. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic. We must grow through some things. We must grow. Understand that a major part of our walk with God, is growing. We are instructed in various places in the scripture to grow in grace, to grow in our knowledge of him, to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow. God has placed a perfect entity within us, but the challenge is not with the perfect entity that has been placed within us, which is the Holy Spirit. The challenge is for the rest of us to line up with him. See, God says, what I've done, Robert, is I've I've
2: placed me in you. I'm
1: like, okay, Lord, go on. He said, but you still in there too. So it's me in here and you. There's the me part of you, which is perfect, which makes no mistakes, which makes no errors. But then there's the you part of you, That is corrupt. God said, this is why I say live by the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the sinful nature for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. I'm like, Lord, what you saying that, Robert, you in conflict with me,
2: you, the you part of you is in conflict with the me part of me that I have placed within you. That's why I want the you part of you to submit to the me part of me. I'm like, okay, okay, look. Because we're in conflict. And humanity needs to understand, the church needs to understand that our flesh is in conflict with our Creator. That our flesh is in conflict with the spirit of God that is in us. That's why Paul talked about the good that I would do, I don't do. But the evil that I don't want to do, that I keep on doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? What did Paul understand that some of us don't understand? Is that me, I'm the problem in here. In this earthly body, I'm. I'm the, Robert Bryan is the problem. Not the Holy Spirit, but it's the me part of me. Lord, help us with the me part of us. That the atonement or atonement that God has brought about in us and is still in the process of bringing about in us will be made complete. Atonement, atonement. God has taken a perfect self, him, his perfect self, and put his perfect self in our completely imperfect selves. And now there's a oneness that needs to take place as we come over to his perfection right within us, right within us. So we must grow through some things. God said, i will be allowing you all to go through some things to get the you part of you out of here. God said, I want the you part of you out of here, Robert. You need to understand that. Talk talked with one of the saints earlier today. We're talking about one of the ministry houses that still has some items in it from the last tenant that was there. And we've had some people that have looked at the house and, you know, they liked it on the outside. But when they got inside, you know, and looked around, some of them have have not responded back or not taken the house. And I shared with one of the saints earlier today, I said, I wonder if those items that were left by the former tenant are discouraging some of the people from renting the house. They said it it would discourage me. It would discourage me. I said, okay, well, then what we need to do, let's go on and get that stuff out of there. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? That, in essence, is what God is talking about in these earthly bodies. Get you and the me part, the me part of me out so that the him part of him can manifest. So what we're going to do, the Lord willing, once we finish up here, we're going to go over there and, and get some of that stuff out of there. That old stuff. Same way God wants the old stuff in us out of here, so that the new can take precedence. You don't take new wine and put it in an old wine skin. You don't take a piece of unshrunk cloth and sew it to a a, 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 a garment. We must go through some things. We must grow, grow through some things. We looked at capital A, proper diet. That's one of the main things, children of God. You're talking about growing in grace and becoming what God wants you to become and seeing what God wants you to see and doing what God wants you to do. you got to have the proper diet. First Peter 2 and 2, Hebrews 5 and 14. Capital B we looked at yesterday, grow through wickedness. Grow through wickedness. Just because we're in a wicked and adulterous generation, an evil generation, Men and women love of most wax and coal. All this kind of stuff that's going on around us—that is no excuse for you and I not to grow. As I shared with you all yesterday, and the Lord keeps bringing it in my spirit. I saw some grass in the front of the Christian Center that was growing up through the driveway, growing up through the cement walkway. This was grass that wasn't making excuses about its surroundings. Grass, look—you know, I know that grass normally don't grow. Through see men and grow up, but I'm I'm gonna find a way, and that's the same kind of attitude that God wants you and I to have. That even though wickedness is going on all around us, a lot of crazy stuff is going on around us, God has empowered you and I. We can to to find a way to live right and to do right if we choose to. Might cost, a, might a whole lot of folk might leave, but the Bible says, "He who stands firm to the end shall be saved." God didn't say that standing firm would, would, to, would bring you a whole lot of friends in his life. Didn't say that. That's not in the scripture. Didn't say standing firm would, would have you. But God has a promise for you and I if we stand firm on the truth and on what's right uh, in the end. All right? Look at Matthew 24 and 12 on that, Deuteronomy 9 and 5. And it brings us on down to capital C, the past. The past. Now we're still talking about we must grow through some things and we must grow through the past. The past. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Special focus on verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter
0: 10 verse 11. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, these things
2: happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. Once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings to us, for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. We must grow through the past, the past. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. Such a beautiful day that you have made. Angels can't make the day. Demons can't make the day. Politicians, kings, those in authority cannot make the day, but you, Heavenly Father, have made another day, and besides that, you have allowed us to experience it. We give you
1: the glory, the honor, and the praise. We cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. We thank you, Father. We thank you so much for food to eat. We thank you, Father, for water
2: to drink. We thank you, Father, for electricity. We thank you, Father, for so, so many things. We don't want to take for granted the many, many good things that you do to us, through us, or for us. Pray, Father, that as we have gathered together on this, the Lord's day, that you will bless us with your knowledge, your wisdom, your revelation, that as many as are under the sound of my voice, may they be edified in the name of Jesus. And Father, we're going to be very careful that as you do these things for us, we will not take any of the glory for ourselves, but all glory, all honor, and all praise is yours alone. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen, amen, and amen. First Corinthians chapter 10 deals with warnings from Israel's past. And God said, Robert, see, that's why y'all going to be without excuse. Because God says, I have made sure that the mistakes and the errors of my people were recorded in the book. These things were written down. God says, I preserved and I made sure I spoke through holy prophets, holy men and holy women to make sure that these events were recorded. We're talking about events that are thousands and thousands of years old. God said, I made sure that they were preserved and I made sure that the sanctity and the truth of these events is recorded in the book. Men and women, God say without excuse. I asked the Lord one time. I was like, Lord, I, you know, I, I believe I understand a few things about you and how graceful and how merciful, how kind you are, and all these type of things. I'm like, Lord, how could you make hell? And then not only make hell, but throw people. You're the one that throw people in it. How that to me, that goes against. The very essence of what you are. You are love. How could you make such a terrible place, Lord? And be throwing people in there. Lord, I hope you ain't going to throw me in there. Lord said, Robert, because this thing, this thing was, was, was a question to me. Lord said, Robert, I made hell so terrible because I made salvation so simple. Hell is the most terrible place imaginable. Listen, if somebody told you you had to stand up, I don't care if they put you in a palace, I don't care if they put you in your favorite place, but they just said you had to stand up for eternity. After a few hours, you'd be crying bloody murder. I don't care what. If you had to spend eternity standing up, if somebody put you in a in a in a, a coffin, just folded you, folded your hands, and laid you in a coffin. Comfortable as it may be in the beginning, if somebody said you had to spend eternity there, and, and, uh, and, and after about a uh, eight hours of sleep, you would be just as claustrophobic. It will become it will become a nightmare to you. So even things that we consider very very good, or that we consider very very enjoyable, if we spend too much time doing it, it can seem like it can seem like almost like a hell. how much more a place that's terrible from the start with or a situation that's terrible from the start with. Even everything in our natural bodies. When you put your hand on a hot stove, you don't consciously remove it. The very makeup of your humanity. As soon as you touch a hot stove, messages run to your brain, and your brain sends back a, a message to get your hand off of there. These things happen so fast that you don't even you don't even get to say, "Let me get my hand off there." Uh uh-uh. uh. The very the very makeup of us as human beings want to get us out of that situation. That's just a hot stove. You say, "Apart of what you got in that, something is wrong with you." If the very makeup of your being don't want to try to do everything you can to stay out of hell. If anybody put their hand on a hot stove and just leave it right there, you be looking at them saying something is wrong with him. Because you don't even have to consciously, you don't even have to consciously try to remove your hand when you put it on a hot stove. Your body is saying, your body and your brain is saying, without your approval, without your agreement, without your, it's saying, get off of there. How much more should your spirit be saying, let me do everything in this life to try to keep myself out of hell? Peter Peter told the people after the day of Pentecost, crowd, crowds gathered and were listening. He said, save yourself from this wicked generation. Something is wrong with you if you're not trying to keep yourself out of hell. People in movies and stuff get ready to kill the enemy and kill themselves. I see you in hell. Look, I ain't trying to see you in hell. Listen, I, I ain't saying that. I ain't I ain't trying to see you in no hell. Mm-mm. 'Cause I ain't trying to go. No. Nothing cute about hell, nothing chic about hell, nothing fun about hell. Nothing in nothing going nothing about hell that make people say when they get there, yeah, I'm glad I did this. No, no, no. Everybody in hell realize they messed up. God
0: has given us a chapter
2: amongst others. But this is a chapter of warnings. Who's God trying to warn you? What kind of God would he be if he didn't warn you? What kind of, what kind of parent would you be? You knew that a, a thunderstorm was coming. Your children had to go to school. You know, Even though it was sunny right then, you done seen, you've already seen the weather report. What's the first thing you're going to tell your children? They got to go to school. Take your jacket. Take your umbrella. It's supposed to be a thunderstorm. Now, if the children are just that hard-headed and just that stubborn and just that uh, don't believe you, then they go out there and get caught in the storm. Whose fault is that? Well, God is saying, now, here, I'm warning you now. I'm warning you. I'm warning you about hell. I'm warning you about the wages of sin. I'm warning you about all kinds of stuff. Now, if you're going to be just that hard-headed, just that disobedient, just that rebellious to, to run on out there and not take my warning, then whose fault is that if you get caught out there? Whose fault was that for all the people in Noah's day to get drowned? Noah preached for 120 years while he was building an ark. God said, not mine. And you're going to be without excuse out there. God said, I'm sending my apostles. I'm sending my prophets. You, you, Many of you don't want to listen to them. Many of them want to keep doing what you want to do. Many of you want to keep listening to false prophets. God said, I'm sending my apostles. I'm sending my prophets. Some of them you'll kill, persecute. Or others you will kill. God said, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Something bad come to you. God says, these are warnings. This this uh, stop sign is a warning. You're going to barrel through a stop sign. Red light is a warning. A yellow light is a warning. Yellow means slow down. This light getting ready to turn red, which means stop. Red light means stop. There's other people got time for the other people to go, not you. I remember once I, we had a, a, a man of God with us from uh, Nigeria where people ain't don't be trying to for a lot of time pay no attention to stop lies or pay attention to the i would be like, What kind of place is this now? But I you know, I, I see what God be sending me. Don't even be trying to pay attention. Stop lies. people decide to stop if they want to or if they don't want to. Stop sign on never mind, never mind. Just keep I'd be like, look at this now. And a man of God came from Nigeria where that kind of activity goes on. A whole lot of respect is not shown to stop signs and stop lights and all kind of things. You'll see trucks turn over and accidents, people, uh, bodies in the street, and all people done got killed and thrown, all kind of crazy stuff. He came over here, and we were sitting in traffic one day, sitting, sitting at a stop sign, and all the other traffic was going, and along, uh, our line of traffic had stopped because our light was red. And he said, Apostle, you mean to tell me a light has this much power? I said, yeah, man of God. I said, you know, we, we, we try to obey traffic uh, uh, lights and, and different things. It makes for a much more orderly society. That was a strange thing to him. You mean to tell me a light, just a little light like that, Apostle, has this much power? All these cars have stopped because that light is red? I said, yeah, man of God. I said, you, you've seen the alternative. Now, which, which
0: do you prefer? Let's, let's be honest. Nothing wrong with order. Nothing wrong with
2: order. Because where you don't have order, you have disorder. Where you don't have order, you have chaos. And the scripture, watch this. Now, scripture says where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you have every evil practice. So order can help keep some things out. Order helps keep, just like light helps keep darkness out, why you turn the lights on in your house when it, when it, when it night huh? comes? You know, you want to get darkness out of there. Well, order keeps some things out. I love order. Order in your, order in your church will keep a whole lot of jokers out that is not serious about God because they, they don't want to come in on the order. That's why a lot of you don't like sound doctrine right out there because it's order. Order simply means you got to do things the way God want them done. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of order and order. is not opinion and suggestion. That's why a lot of you run to places where you can do any kind of thing and live any kind of way. See, Because what's really happening is there's a lack of order. A lot of you all out there on the sound of my voice, adults are much like we used to be when we were in high school. You think about when we were in high school. The teachers that were that strict, the teachers that were disciplined, teachers that made us do our work, made us do certain things, we called them what? Mean, bad teachers. Teachers that let us do anything we want to do, sitting in class eating popcorn, drinking, drink. We was like, that's my favorite. What? Teacher? That's cause that's cause that's immaturity. Didn't even realize that those kind of teachers were killing you because they weren't preparing you. They weren't helping prepare you to for, for for much of anything other than a bunch of messing around. And the truth of the matter is, you got pastors like that. You got apostles like that. You got bishops like that. If you in a church a pastor letting you do any kind of thing you want to do, that's not a good pastor. The church is to be a place of order. That's why you go to certain scriptures and certain scriptures books in the Bible to talk about order in worship. There's an order in worship. There's certain things God says supposed to go on, and certain things that I said don't go on. Order helps keep out. Just like light helps keep darkness out. Order helps keep
0: what? Disorder out. Order helps keep chaos out. Order. Go to court. Pajama pants all on. Go to court. Bedroom
2: slippers all on. Won't talk while the judge is talking. First thing George start talking about, hitting the thing, talking about what? Order. Order in the court. Why? Because we can't do the job that at hand like we supposed to, and you over there keeping a bunch of noise. A bunch of nonsense. Order. In the church. I'm hearing God. I'm seeing God. What are you, father? So I said, share this with you, Robert. Share this with me. Heavenly rounds, I'm seeing God sitting on a judge's stand, hitting his gavel. I'm seeing this right now in the spirit, hitting it, saying, order, order in the church, order, order in you, order, order in the marriage. Good God, it, Father, Father, hey, hey, order, order in the family, order. Order in the government. Order. Mm. and And it's only those who hear him that won't be found in contempt. I'm getting ready to close this message here today. I give God praise. I give God praise today. Wow, Father. All right. Order. So God says, I'm giving you all warnings. Even in court, even in court, you in there acting like a fool? I've been in court. The individuals in there, you know, acting like a fool, act disrespectful. Judge, give them a what? warning. Warning. Listen now, if you don't quiet that down, I will clear the courtroom. Or if you don't quiet that down, I will hold you in contempt of court. If you don't quiet, order. Come on, come on, Saints. Let's, let's close out here. These things happen to them as examples. Now, you say, Paul. Understand that everything that has happened to you in your life has been an example. Everything that has happened
0: to you, that has happened to me, it has happened to be as an example. Now, what are examples?
2: Examples are, even in the natural, you think about taking a math, you know, you, you study in math. They'll give you an example. They'll be like, example, 2 plus 2 equals 4. That'll be the example. So then, you know, when you start actually doing the actual problem, they might have 3 plus 2. Well, you go back to the example because the example shows you the, the proper way to deal with the concept. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? The examples that God gives us in Scripture show us the proper way to deal with God. The proper way to deal with the church. The proper way to deal with finances. The proper way to deal with sin. God's examples are in scripture. Why in the world we look at Jezebel in the scripture as an example of a rebellious, stubborn, not just woman, but a rebellious, stubborn individual. And how she died a terrible death. Why would we want to jump out and do some of the same stuff she did? Or we look at King Ahab in the scripture. You know a man that wouldn't stand up and take his his rightful place and do like he was supposed to do as the king and as the head, and we see how he died at care why would we want to jump out and do things the same way he did? Or the rich man in Scripture who had plenty of money, had plenty, of, lived in luxury and purple and dressed in fine linen every day, but he didn't want to share. He, he, he thought everything was for him, ended up in hell. Why would we want to jump out and do the same thing? These examples, examples. Everybody can teach you one of two things. Everybody. I don't care if it's the biggest bum on the street. I don't care if it's the president or what. Everybody can teach me. Every, every one of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you're teaching me one of two things. Either what to do or what not to do. Everybody, you, Everybody you see everybody you meet, every every country I go into. Here's the thing, you know, you all often hear me talk about Nigeria because I spend a lot of time in Nigeria. I spend a lot of time in West Africa. You know, we've got a lot of churches in Ghana, thanks to Bishop Peter. God bless you and the, and the work that he's doing down there. Uh, you know, but I see a lot of craziness, especially in Africa, when among our, our black people. I had to go to Africa because I, I see a lot of craziness out of us right here in the United States, and I had, I'm the kind of, I got to see the root, let me see the root, so I had to go to Africa, and and I, now I understand us a lot better, I'm talking about black folk now, yes, I understand us a lot, because of some of the
3: same craziness
2: that we got going over here, way, way thousands of miles away in the land of our ancestors is the same thing going, but by that same token, I see a lot of good things too, Why? Because every nation, every country, every family, every church, every person, we got these two entities in operation. What? Good and evil. Come on, Saints, let's get ready to close this thing. You know, one of the good, good things that I see out of many of our our African brothers and sisters, I see a respect out of many of them for elders. Yeah, you see You see a respect for elders. You know, you you'll see. um, You know what? A lot of lot of times they do. They actually will. will, You know, I haven't got into this, but you know, they'll bow down before elders. Yeah, just bowing down before elders. Uh, A lot of things. I don't. I don't want to go. So let's move on here. So, so God said, "Look, these things happen." So keep in mind that things happen. As an example, now. Every, if I had an example, if I was going to give you all a math test and I had as an example 2 plus 2 equals 5, well, what's the first thing you say about that example? And then I put all the rest of the problems down. Well, if you follow that example, you're going to make what? You uh 2 plus 2 equals 5? You're going to get everything wrong because the example, you followed a bad example. So this is why as we watch people, as we, wa- as we watch pastors, as we, we watch politicians, as we watch our brothers and sisters, we want to make sure that we are following good examples. Because following the wrong example can mess around and get you killed. Korah, Dathan, Abiram, on and certain Israelite leaders. These were jokers that came up in opposition to Moses. God's hand-picked leader, God's hand-picked vessel and servant, they came against him. Ah, uh, we can pick our own leader. We don't have to listen to you, Moses. And the ground opened up and swallowed these jokers. Their families, their homes, all kinds of stuff, these were bad examples. So you, you need to understand that you and I are responsible for the examples that we choose to follow. Following the right example, a good example, some of you all under the sound of my voice. Now, God says a lot of you. This ain't me talking. I'm hearing God. God says a lot of you under the sound of my voice have found yourself and got yourself blessed by listening at some of the words and the teachings that God has shared with me to share with you all. Some of you. You know you have. I ain't trying to blow my own horn. It ain't about my horn because it's about God's horn. I'll blow God's horn. See, see, we don't want to be out, there caught out blowing our own horn, but we can blow God's horn. God all day. God's word is right. God's word is true. God's word will cause you to be successful. God's word will cause you to be prosperous. God's word will cause you to be happy. God's word will cause you to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God's word will bring all of that stuff. God said with or without you, Robert. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And they are like, Jesus, look, with me here physically or with me gone, the words that I speak unto you. Amen. A lot of times people be asking me in countries different things. They be like, you know, uh, apostle, you know, how does the church respond? You be, you know, you be gone and, and, and different things. I said, one thing I, I try to teach those that God has, 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 has entrusted to me is that I'm, I'm not God. The word is. So with me. Or we you're not following me, you following the word. I try to teach, because a lot of times, you know, people be following personalities. And my prayer for you out there on the sound of my voice, don't be following me as no personality. I want to point you to Jesus. I want to introduce you to Jesus and encourage you to follow Jesus. But one day I'm going to be gone, just like one day you're going to be gone. Me laying in a box. You know, if we don't get if you don't get yourself burnt up, be laying in a box with your hands folded. Spirit and soul gone. Gone back to the Lord. And just be and then you gotta keep on we gotta keep on following God. Just because pastor did, Jesus ain't. Just because the bishop died, people all oh, bit distraught. I ain't gonna serve God no more. The bishop died, not God. Bishop get pastor get transferred to another church. Ah I don't want to go to church no more. The pastor got transferred, not God. Mm. <laughs>
0: the pastor, you know, God ain't
2: gone. One of the things this that. Huh? These things happen now as examples and were written down as warnings. Oh, now So we got example and we got warning. Example to show you how to do this thing right. A warning lets you know if you what happened if you do this thing wrong. An example shows you how to do a thing what? Right. Deacon uh uh Richard and I were talking a little bit a little bit yesterday because we want to uh worked both way. It worked both way. We were talking about, you know, we got some, some video, one 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 uh some some D V D that um uh one church made nice church that I was in while in Nigeria and they had it televised all over the world on their on their satellite channel. Uh Deacon and I were talking about getting it uploaded to YouTube so you all would be able to watch it. And he was kind of trying to walk me through some of the the steps in order to to try to do that, you know. Now I'm not real real com- computer literate. I can do one or the two things, but Deke said what I'm going to do, Apostle he said, I'm taking a page out of your book. I'ma show you. I'ma make you do it. And then I'ma let you do it. And we just kinda we just kinda kinda had a laugh. See. He's showing them is the example. Showing individuals. That's the example. Making them do it is, is getting them to follow the example. And then once they have seen success from following the example, then you let them. You let them. That was a formula God gave me years ago in coaching. Show them, make them, let them. Show them how to do the thing right, whether it's shoot or free throw, whether it's how to box out, whether it's how to dribble, you know. And the beauty in in having to show an example is it makes you do it right. It makes you do it right. As I've shared with you all, one of the things I love about preaching and teaching God's word every day it make me have to sit down and listen to God. Because ain't no way, I told you, ain't no way, there's no way I can come up here and tell you all anything that God say, if I don't get to hear him first, you can't teach what you don't know. And my Bishop, Bishop, bishop used to say that, Bishop Clemens used to say that. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you don't go.
0: You can't give what you don't have. So it, it's a, there's a discipline
2: involved when you're showing others or you're sharing something with others. You had to first have it. That's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive. You can't give, you can't give an offering out there if God ain't gave you one. Uh-oh. Now, but some of you all, you know that God has given you one and you refuse to give an offering. God said, no, nah, I'm going to have to get you. You can't give an offering if God hasn't given you one. That's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. I was like, Lord, why? I love receiving." receive. God said, why? I was like, Lord, why is it more blessed to, to give than to receive? God said, because, Robert, when you give, that means you have already received. You out there under the sound of my voice, you cannot give an offering to the church unless God first give you one. So for you to hold, try to hold back and hold on and give scarcely and give skimply, God said, I'm going to get you. God said, wait a minute, let me get it straight. I have given you abundant. I've given you abundant, and you refuse to give to my work, to my business, to my church abundantly? Then God said, I can fix that. Let me cut that. Eventually, I'm going to cut that off from you. You, For us to give an offering to the church, or to give an offering
0: anywhere, God first got to give us one. You can't give what you don't have. And, and
2: one of the things you've got to understand, children of God, that your
0: offering
2: in the kingdom of God is one of the most important parts of your worship. I'm telling you. Because what you are doing, you are sowing
0: seeds.
2: A farmer, under, any farmer with sense, know that the harvest is not the most important time in his, in his farming. Any farmer with any sense. Because what a farmer with any sense know is that if he don't get out there out of season and sow seeds, there's no way he's gonna have a harvest in season. Come on now, this thing is not. This thing is not uh,
0: uh, uh, that difficult. Any farmer with any sense know that if he
2: only sow a few little plants out there in his in his field, only a few little plants gonna come up.
0: So what God will do is he'll use his kingdom as a tester in
2: your life. He uses his kingdom. You see people that don't want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, don't want to be a blessing to the church. Oh, man, poverty is coming their way just just as sure as shooting. Poverty is coming their way just as sure shooting, and there's no prayer that I can offer as a pastor, as an apostle, or a bishop, because any, any prayer I try to offer up to stop it from coming your way would be a witchcraft prayer, prayer, a prayer to try to change God's word. God's word said, If you sow uh, sparingly, you will reap sparingly. That's God. I'm just watching now. I'm just watching. Then some of you be wondering, why come I'm receiving sparingly? How come I can't hardly hardly get no breakthrough? Uh, Temporary layoffs, good time, uh, easy credit ripoffs. Yeah, how you sowing? How you sowing in the kingdom, man? Oh, well, I ain't sowing too much. Then you ought to rejoice and praise God that you're not receiving too much because God's word has proved true in your life.
0: That's the, that is the word, isn't it? Then others have said, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, Lord. You mean to
2: tell me the more I give to you, the more you give to me? God said, that's exactly right. Hold up. Then, then Lord, if that's the case, then let me give as much as I possibly can. God said, go ahead on in. Watch, watch what I do. Watch what I do. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men. God said, i touch men's hearts. God said, you give to me. Give to me real, real hard and strong if you want to. Robert Ron. I'll touch men's hearts. Just for God, I've been in countries and different things. I haven't seen. I don't want to say too much. One of those things got the hand up to the mouth. I ain't going to say nothing. Examples and warnings. Always take seriously examples. And warnings On whom the fulfillment Of the ages has come So if you think you are standing firm Now This does not mean that Some of us are not standing firm What this is a guard against Is you thinking you're standing firm See see, in in other words The only one that can confirm Whether or not we're standing firm Or not Is the one that is keeping us firm Which is God God said, look, don't, 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 don't let your thinking that you are standing firm deceive you. God said, I'll tell you if you're standing firm or not. doesn't say that if God thinks you are standing firm, because if God thinks you are standing firm, then my brother or my sister, you are what? Standing firm. But the scripture says, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. You think. Haven't checked with God? Haven't found out what God got to say? You think you ought to marry that woman? Haven't checked with God? Haven't found out what God got to say? You think you ought to go to that church? Haven't checked with God? Haven't found out what God... See, you think, God said, you think will get you in trouble every time. God said, I don't want you walking around doing any you thinking, Robert Bryant. Because, Robert, you do know how crazy you are, don't you? I'm like, yeah, Lord, I, I'm realizing that more and more every day. So God says, then depend, then depend on what I think. This is God said, this is why I told you to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That means it's God's mind because your mind. The carnal mind, God says, is an enmity to me. It does not submit unto my laws, neither can it do so. They that are in the flesh cannot please me. God says, everything come up out of your little mind, is it upsets me. It makes me sick. The heart, the Bible says, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and beyond cure. God says, come out of your mind. Come out of your mind. Come on over here. Okay. All right. All right, Lord. All right, let me find out what you think, Lord. Let me. And if you ever wonder what God thinks, God says very simple. God says in my Word, I think what I'm, I think. My Word. God thinks His Word. That's why He wants us to be immersed in His Word. That's why He wants us to meditate on His Word. That's why He wants us to speak His Word. Because that's the thoughts of God. Oh, come on now. If, if if you don't know if you don't know that you is crazy then you is crazy. <laughs> Let me say that. If you don't know, listen to me, jolly God. if you don't know that you, I'm not talking about the God in you. If you don't know that you is crazy, you is crazy. Put that down. I might have to preach that. You say, Apostle, what you're saying now, I'm saying it plain, that you is crazy out there under the sound of my voice. Just like I am crazy. And the only way we cannot be crazy is by submitting the mind of Christ if you don't know that you is crazy you is crazy I like that I like that right so we don't want to be walking around with what we think now these things happen well what are the things that happen I, I you know we're not going to go over all of them you know uh But in talking about the Israelites, I just want to look briefly here. I go back to verse 1. Paul, Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. Now, now what does this mean? That means that, they, that all of these Israelites that came up out of Egypt had received a divine visitation. They had received divine leadership. They had received divine provision. They had, met, they, had, they had watched divine power in operation. All of this. They, they all came out of Egypt. They all passed through the sea. They were all baptizing to Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all followed the cloud by day. They were all uh, uh, following a pillar of fire by night. So, so there was a divine leadership that all of these Israelites were submitting to. What well, would you say, Apostle? What was the problem? for a while. And see this is where this is where some of us get twisted up. Some of us be walking with God and doing all right for a while. This thing is not about you and I doing all right for a while. This thing is about you and I being faithful unto death. They all they all got led out of Egypt. They all watched all the miracles that God they were following the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. They all passed through the Red Sea. It ain't like, you know, you read about, man, there were about 50 jokers left on the other side of the Red Sea. They didn't want to go through the water. No, they all obeyed for a while. Just like some of you all understand, my boy. Just like some of us today, today's church, obey for a while. Uh-uh, Lord, I don't want to obey for a while. I want to be faithful unto death. Lord, help me to be faithful unto death. Let me let me finish this race. Don't let me run well a hundred meters. Don't let me run run well for ninety meters of a hundred meter race. Let me finish. Let me finish well, Lord. It's not how I'm starting. It's not how I'm running. Let me finish well. I pray for you on the sound of my voice is that you may finish well. They all ate the same spiritual food, meaning what manna and quail. They all drank from the same spiritual Rock, God provided miraculous water from, you know. Uh, uh, before they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. So even Christ was accompanying the Israelites as they were walking around. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. God is not pleased with most folk today. Didn't we just go over that the love of most would wax what? cold. So all these folk running around in churches, all these folk running around preaching, all these folk, God said, running around teaching, all these folk running around with titles, God said, I'm not pleased with most today. Good God in here. Look at Bible. What the Bible says, nevertheless, with all of this good, God said, that I did for my people, all of these miracles that I worked for my people, all of this divine sustenance, divine provision, divine leadership, of divine all supernatural, God said, all of this, nevertheless. God said, I was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. So even with all of this, most of them still didn't get to get into the promised land. Moses didn't even get to lead the people into the promised land. Can you imagine? God said, I was not pleased with most of them. God said, I'm not pleased with most folk today, brother. Let me just go on and tell it to you. I looked I looked uh, you know, and I'm gonna say it, God said it, so I can say it too then, you know. I looked at the the you know, I think talk shoe. You know, we got a number of different vehicles that we are using to uh promote the word of God, the ministry and, and what God has given us to do here. You know, we got YouTube, we got got shoe, I think Spreecast, I don't know if it's, still, if it's still doing, Apple iPod devices, a whole lot of ways that you all can listen to us and share. And I looked, I think, on one of them uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, and we had about 300 downloads. About 300 of you all had downloaded the sermons. And I was like, uh, you know, it's, uh, what can you say? You know, I'm just getting back from Africa. That's but then all of a sudden I clicked on the button, they pressed the button again, and all of a sudden the number jumped up to 2,100. I was like, whoa, man, what is this? Now, this is, and I shared with one of the things earlier the today, I said, now, if, if I elected to click on, take the money from shoe about a dollar a sermon, I said, that would have been 20, $2,100 that, that we'd have got for this week. Well, I look, large, large number, and I still, you know, still the week is not up yet, but they, they tell me how many downloads per week. We jumped up to 21 from 300, I clicked, boom, and jumped up to 2,100. All these people, I'm like, Lord, all these people that's tuning in, all these people that's listening. And, and Lord, you know, now that I have read this scripture here, God said all of this, people getting blessed, because you're not tuning in out there unless you're getting blessed. You're not tuning in out there unless you're hearing something from God normally, not continually. Those of you, But then God said, look, with all the blessings that I gave to my people, I wasn't pleased with most of them. The truth of the matter is I'm not even pleased with most of y'all out there that are listening. Thank God for you. You know, I thank God that you're listening and I pray that you're blessed. But I'm not pleased with most of you. Most of you, there's a handful of you that I am. Just like God said, look, there's a handful, there's a handful, there was a handful of Israelites that I was pleased with. But nevertheless, I was not pleased with most of them. Why? Because what most of the Israelites did, the same thing a whole lot of you all is doing out there right there. Oh, you're receiving, you're getting blessed real, real good. But you ain't being a blessing. God blessed these people real, real good, but they want a blessing to God.
0: Anybody that's a blessing to you, you need to be a blessing to them. You don't repay good with evil. Now, the Lord is flashing something in my spirit now. In a few days,
2: friend of mine, Donald Ingram, we'll probably be seeing him on TV in where? Where they have an NBA draft? Thursday night. We'll probably be seeing him and his wife on TV. I went to school with his wife. She sat right behind me in, in one class, you know, when we were in high school. We'll probably be seeing them in Philadelphia, I believe it is. I think the NBA draft is in Philadelphia because their their youngest son is about is being talked about as the number one pick in the NBA draft. Brandon Ingram, six nine a kid went to young man went to Duke and 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 did very well. Well, you say Apostle, why are you bring this up? Because we probably gonna see Donald and Joanne right on TV grinning and smiling, and, and I'm gonna be grinning and smiling right from here. As well, well, why are we going to see them on t v? Why? Because hopefully Brandon has got sense enough to know that he didn't get to where he is without some help, and that because you all helped me to get to here i'm going to help you to get to some places. It would be a mighty sorry young man or a sorry young woman that that knows that parents have helped them to get to a certain place or to a certain level, and then they they get there. And then he don't want to be a blessing to them? You say, Apostle, what you're saying to us out here, I'm saying you're mighty sorry if there are individuals that have helped you to get to a certain place and helped you and have been blessings to you and you don't want to be a blessing to them. you mighty sorry. Let me just, let's just, let's go and play this thing. Playing. You know, so some of you looking like, oh, Apostle, some of them might stop listening. And they ain't doing that. Most of them. I know the handful of saints, Deacon Brad, Deacon Rich, uh, Sister Ann, Brother this, this, I know the ones. So what if they stop? They ain't doing nothing, but just getting blessed. God said, nevertheless, I was not pleased with most of them. And the same way God cannot be pleased with a whole bunch of jokers, pastor cannot be pleased with a whole lot of jokers. And I'm just telling them the truth. Well, I still pray that God continue to bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensournchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.archurch.com, backslash member, backslash G, backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, recast YouTube, and iTunes. At 9am 6pm daily. On TalkShoe call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. As precast, tap in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christians are church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Your should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name.
0: Amen.